Good morning, Richard Eckley here. Happy Tuesday morning to you. It's not a bad, no, it's actually a nice day here in Swansea. A bit chilly, a bit windy, a bit chilly, but nice and sunny. So we're on a Tuesday, we're on a Wealth Tuesday, on your four keys to a healthier, happier you. And today I'm going to do a little bit of a read from, the, from my book, um, Your Four Keys to a Healthier, Happier You. I'm going to have to learn how to reverse this round, because I know this films it backwards, so I'll learn how to do that one day. No, that's technology, I'm not that keen on technology. Um, so yeah, a little reading from the Creating Wealth part on Your Four Keys to a Healthier, Happier You. Now we get to the fun part, which is creating wealth for our futures. Once again, there is good news and bad news. Good news is that we can actually create any wealth we want in our futures. We are in control of our lives and the decisions we make will determine the types of future we have. Also, if we develop better habits and improve ourselves, learning new things, then implementing them into our lives every day, there will be no limit to what we can achieve. The bad news is that this will take time, commitment, perseverance and struggle, as nothing will just fall into our laps. It's how we grow by solving different problems and challenges we face that makes us a better person. We actually grow into the person we need to become before we can have the financial rewards. What we have learned up to this date has given us our current salaries and lifestyle. So if we want to improve these, we are going to have to learn new skills and techniques. Some will be easy to learn, while others will take some more study and practice. If we allow ourselves five years to learn all these skills, which will enable us to create our dream future, that's a pretty good time frame. A bit like an apprenticeship. However, this isn't a trade we'll be learning. These will be full life skills, which will develop us into the best version of ourselves. Once we master them, they will allow us to cope with anything life throws at us, always moving forward and improving. Time will pass by anyway. We'd rather be creating a future we want, living where we want to live, having holidays when and where we want, and taking whoever we please with us, being able to provide for our families or charities without any financial worries, or we can carry on with the alternative of working 40 years in our current jobs, no job security and ending up on a state pension, if that's still around when we get to retirement age not knowing what the future will hold for us. That's a little bit from the creating wealth. And the one part I did, did like, oh, this was my book, I reread it occasionally, go back to it again. And it's what we have learned up to this date has given us our current salaries and lifestyles. So if we want to improve these, we're going to have to learn new skills and techniques. That is so important. That just hit, hit me home again. So I'm actually currently going through a new course at the moment. I'm doing, it's called the Product Launch Formula, Jeff Walker. And it's a, a nine-week intensive course, and I'm, I'm training or learning, actually, how to set up different courses, different systems, and there's so much stuff I'm trying to learn. And that's not my natural ability, so I'm trying to sort of set up websites and set up email campaigns, and there's so much stuff I'm trying to learn and develop. But that will enable me to be able to provide a much bigger, better business in the future. So what I'm learning today is going to affect me in the future, because it's going to help me in my future, future life, future finances, and future wealth. So if I just stopped what I'm doing, if I'm, I've been a carpenter and joiner for 30 odd years, no, 30 odd years, well, 35 years, long time, oh, scary. So I've been that for, and if I just stayed as a carpenter doing what I'm doing, I can't raise my, my wealth factor or wealth ceiling at all, because I'm currently earning all I can earn by doing what I'm doing. So by learning new systems, new techniques, something online, something totally different, that can enhance me, that can be that extra stream of income coming in to help create wealth in the future. It's going to take me time to learn these systems, learn these processes, and it's the same for everyone. If you want something different in the future, you have to do something now to actually start that system, to create it, so then in the future you can have it. It's the same with your wealth, with your relationships, with every part of your life. It's what you're doing today, the things you start today, in the future, you don't do something today and get results tomorrow. 
takes you time. It takes, can take years to develop something properly long-term. Anything worth developing properly for long-term is worth doing slowly so you know you're building it correctly. Same with your wealth. So if you're going to learn some systems and techniques that will help you in the future, it's going to take time. It's going to take commitment. It's going to take you know, getting your brain going again and thinking, right, yeah, I've got to relearn things, re-develop re stuff. But so often we literally, we go to school, we learn what we're going to learn at school. We often learn the jobs we're doing. And that's where our learning stops. We can do our job and we just stay in that job and we don't develop ourselves or try to improve ourselves at all, especially on the learning process for anything we want to develop on our wealth. And it's not until we actually improve our mindset, our knowledge base, that we can improve. If you improve your knowledge base, then your salary comes up. Then you can improve your knowledge base again, then your salary comes up again. Don't get an don't get an increase, don't get a pay rise, and then oh yeah, now I can do the course and earn it, and I get a pay rise. Unfortunately, you have to improve yourself first, and then your money will go up. But there's a, there's always a lag. There's a lag between what you're earning, what you're learning, and what you're developing. So it's always one step at a time. We have to improve ourselves first to increase our increase our wealth and things we want down the down the future. So yeah, so it's a it's a good good it's a good thing to to realise we are in control of our lives. We develop the wealth. Our current mindset, our current knowledge base has got us our lifestyles, our salary we have today. So if you want them to be any better in the future to improve, it's up to us to improve our mindset, improve our knowledge base, improve our skill set, and then we can improve our wealth base down the road. That's my little thought today on Wealth Tuesday. Have yourself a good day today. Keep warm. It's a bit chilly here. And have a good one. All the best for now. Good morning, Richard Eckley here. Happy Thursday morning to you. Once again, this week is a flying by. So we're on a Thursday. We're on a mindset Thursday on your four keys to a healthier, happier you. Now, I was listening to a, a little clip that was actually on LinkedIn the other day, and it was actually Tony Robbins and his wife, Sage Robbins. And they were telling a story about how they were flying. They were flying back from some, I think, towards Los Angeles Airport, I think. And they were in, sort of, obviously, a private plane. But they were flying along, and they just had some food, and they'd gone to sleep, and... Going on normally, and then all of a sudden they felt the plane dip on one side, and actually the one engine had packed up, and the stewardess came in, woke them up to want you to sit in the seats and put the seatbelts on, prepare. We may have a crash landing, we may see how it goes. We're going to try and do an emergency landing at the nearest airport. So obviously it's, it's a scary situation. You just, oh my God, you just think, right? And they said they sort of sat there, and they embraced each other, and they just thought, right, this is. This, this could be it. I mean, this we're in a plane. Hopefully, they'll land okay. They said they could they could look down as they were coming towards the airport. They could see all the uh, ambulances all around, the fire engines all around, just in case, obviously, it did crash. And then, yes, you know what could happen. They were saying in that, in that moment, just before they sort of did come to land, they, they sort of thought back on, on their life, and they thought, well, there's nothing we can do. We're in this situation. The situation is happening outside of our circumstances. There's nothing we can do about it at the moment. But we're together, so they just actually thought about how their life had been, and they thought, well, we've had a good life, we've actually created our life, we've had our family, we've done what we can do, and they were just at peace with the fact that they were together, they could hold each other, and they were together, which could have been the moment of death, you don't know, with a, with a plane crash. And, and the sense that their mindset was just one of, of peace, there wasn't panicking, there wasn't, oh my God, instead of going crying. They just said, they just thought about all the things they've, good they've had in their life, what they, the stuff they've achieved, the family they've had, what they've lived, and then sort of prepared just in case it did happen. But fortunately, said obviously you'd have heard otherwise it crashed, but it didn't crash and they landed safely and everything was fine. That just shows what mindset can do. When when you get your mindset under control, you control your life. You're you're actually we've all created our life up to this point in time. We've actually created our own lives by our decisions we've made, our thoughts we've had. So once you realise that you've created your life so far, you can then create your life. Obviously, circumstances can happen.
beyond your control, but you can affect circumstances beyond your control. You can only affect circumstances that are in your control. So once you get your mindset to one of right, I'm in control of my life. I there are certain things I cannot change. I can't adapt. If things happened in the past, you can't change. They're gone. They're done and dust. There's nothing you can do about them. Certain things are happening right now you can do and you can help, but some circumstances are beyond your control. Someone else can be sorting these circumstances out, so you can't affect them. So it's realizing there's certain things you can affect, certain things you can't affect. And once you start to realize that and you think, right, okay, and you think, I can affect this certain outcome or certain problem, and you do something towards it. And if you can't do it, you let it go. You think, well, hang on, well, I, can't, I can't physically do anything to affect that situation. So there's no people worrying about it, getting stressed about it, getting all erratic about it, because you can't change it. So you've got to let it go. And that's, that's mindset control is when you realize there's certain things you can do, certain things you can't do. And that relieves stress and worry and just gives you peace of mind. Because then you realize there's certain bits that are in your control which you can do. And there's certain bits you can't. And it's letting, them, letting that go. And, that's, and that, is, that is total mindset control. Once you have that, that knowledge that you are in control. There are circumstances, as I said before, it could be like a life and death situation. When you evaluate it, you think, right, there's, can I do anything to change the situation? Can I do anything to help myself, to protect myself, anything like that? If there's not, just be thankful then for the life you've led, for the family you've got, the love you've had, your friends, your family, and all those things. And that gives you peace. That gives you peace of mind. Gratitude, is, this is, it's one of the strongest emotions, gratitude. So you just, just feel grateful. When you're feeling grateful and you're, you're thankful, it, it, it rules out all the other emotions where you could be sort of getting extreme panicking and running around and thinking, but you stop control your mind, think about things, and then you sound a more level play field. So it's an interesting story they just said about it, yes, how they just, yeah, they were obviously, it was a scary time, it was a worrying time. <coughs> but you never know, circumstances can affect us outside our control. It's how we deal with them, how we react and respond to them, is that what makes our life on such a better level and just more control. So mastering your mindset is there's so much to it. And it affects our entire lives, as I said before, so many times. We're a mind with the body, not a body with our mind. And our mind does create our whole life, our whole situation on all different areas. And once we start to master that, you get control of all areas. So it's, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> there we are, we're in the thought for today on Mindset Thursday. Have yourself a good day today. All the best. Good morning, Richard Eckley here. Happy Monday morning to you. Here we go for another week. Halfway through December, it's just a flying by. We're on a Monday, we're on a Health Monday on your four keys to be healthier, happy you. And it's sort of like, well, sad, sad news, a friend of ours, they, 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 they got sort of like diagnosed with the cancer, which is horrific, a sort of circumstance, and you're trying to sort of cope with the, the, the mental thing of it all, and how do you just cope with the steps and what you do when you when you're not sure and that's that's they say with the early early stage with, with sort of like cancer any sort of major disease it's the not knowing which is the scariest part because you're starting on a, a whole new path you don't know what you're going to do or what's going to happen and how things going and i was listening to a podcast the other day it was a there's a specialist doctor on cancer and he was saying that the, the doctor treats the condition he said it's just so important to get your mindset right when you're having sort of any sort of well, cancer heart disease or any sort of major illness or anything else you can't treat the, the treatment yourself. So your best thing is to go to the doctor to try and, yes, get this condition sorted. But all the doctor is going to do, he is going to treat that condition, not the person. So it's down to you then to start to actually treat yourself, if you like, and get your mindset right. You're saying the best thing to do, as soon as you, you've been diagnosed with a condition or an illness or something, research that condition, find out about it, but don't just try and, because a lot of the time we, we are sort of negative mindset and we sort of, Try and go onto Google and just put that type of word in, and then we follow the most negative path there is, to, and you end up thinking yourself worse. 
But your stepping set is to actually put in best treatments for, and then put that condition down and look for that. And you'll find certain things that you can actually do yourself that can help this treatment. Let the doctors, as I said, treat the actual condition. Then you start to do things that you can do. And then you're starting to actually take back control of that condition. Perhaps there could be some certain foods you could eat. There could be some certain exercises that might help. There are certain things you can do. And then once you realize there's something you can do, you're not just sat waiting. So a lot of times, say when you've been diagnosed with an illness or a disease, they tell you, you may, well, you may have this condition. Then they're going to do some tests. They've got anything else. And you're just going to sit waiting. And your mind's always going to go into the worst possible scenario. And you make yourself even ill or worse, feeling worse, because you're, you're scared and you're worried. You're not sure what's going on. So as soon as you get sort of some sort of diagnosis of any sort of disease or illness or anything else, type in the words treatments for and put in that condition and then see what you can do, what foods you can start to eat, what things you can start to do. And then you can start to actually help yourself and get your mindset right because then you're starting to focus on how can I actually cure this condition myself, the things I can do. Let the doctor treat the full condition itself, but you're also treating yourself and that gives yourself your, your best chances because once you get your mind working for you to help cure these conditions, the doctor can also treat it as well. And you've got the best scenario, you've got two cases working for it, as opposed to your sort of feeling negative and worried and scared. And the doctor's just treating the condition, but the, the patient is never actually, it seems crazy really, but they don't treat the patient, they treat the condition. So you're no longer who you are, you're asked one with this condition. And that's where you've got to stop, take back control yourself and make it, no, I am a person, I've got to actually control this circumstance the best I can, give myself the best chance I can by things I can learn by looking under the words treatments or cures for those sort of things, looking for steps you can take to help yourself and not follow down the negative mindset, which can often often follow on through on a negative path. So that's the one step you said. I was listening to a podcast. And it, was, it was interesting. Was he was a cancer specialist. And he was saying that gives the, the people the most chance of survival, the best chance, best outcomes on, on all things is that your doctors treat the condition, but you treat yourself. And you try and find out what you can, learn what you can about it, and start to implement the little steps you can take to help yourself. And then with the combination of both, your chances are amazing nowadays. Because I said, it's cancer like cancer used to be, it's like a death sentence, but not anymore. There's just so much survival rate now. It's amazing. It's just, yes, it's always a, it's always a positive to anything. Just look for treatments for, see what you can do, and actually take back control and get your mindset working for you on the positive side of things. That makes such a difference in your health. Yeah, down the road. That's my little thought today on Health Monday. Have yourself a good day today, where you are. Take it steady. All the best. Good morning, Richard Eckley here. Happy Tuesday morning to you. It's a dark, wet one here in Swansea today. It's very sad. But we're on a Tuesday, we're on a Wealth Tuesday on your four keys to a healthier, happier you. And the question was, what's the best practice to develop your business? So if you've got like a small business, you're starting off just trying to develop something for yourself. You've, so you've got your job, you're thinking, well, I want something for myself. It's just like a, an extra income coming in, something I can do for myself. And you start, you start to develop your business. You've got your product sorted out. You know what you're going to do, and you want to sort of like start to market it. Well, the best practice has always been word of mouth. There's nothing that actually beats that. I mean, with all social media today, yes, it's worth getting your, your, your voice out there, your product out there, and sharing it on the social media so you get more awareness of what you're actually doing and what you're sort of offering your customers and clients. But word of mouth is still the best form of advertising, the best way to grow any business. So once you've got one client, just one single client that's happy with what you've got, that likes your product and service, your main aim there is to look after that client. Although you, people want to grow their business and they always oh, want to quick share everything out and get things to spread around as fast as I can. 
getting that one core client, as I said before, the hardest thing to do is get a client. That's the hardest, the hardest thing to do is get someone to actually put their money in their wallet and buy something off you. That's the hardest step. Once you've done that once, they're more likely to do it again with more products or services you're providing. So getting that first client. So once you've got one customer who's interested, who likes your product, who enjoys your product, look after that customer. And the best step is to just get referrals for them. Because if someone likes your product or service, they'll be more than happy to share it. It's like if you saw a good film or you've read a good book, you're more likely to talk about it and say, oh yeah, I've had this great product, it's great. But if you have a person then for a referral, perhaps one or two people they know that would enjoy that product you've given to them, the service you've offered to them, they're much more likely to say, well, yeah, you, yeah, you've done a great job for me, yeah. And they give you a name, and then you contact it, and you can grow your business that way. As I said before, that, that's been the way for hundreds of years, word of mouth. And it's still the best way to grow a business. Full stop is the best way. I said, we can use social media, and it does get the awareness out there, but they haven't got that personal touch. Well, any business needs that personal touch to really get, especially in the early stages, when you're sort of like... Oh, a, a massive company, and you've got much more sort of brand awareness, if you like. People will buy you for the brand, like um, the iPhones and Apple. People just buy it because it's Apple. They don't know Steve Jobs, they just know Apple. When he first started off, he was going around explaining problems, what his phone was going to, what his phone solution was going to provide, first of all. When the first iPhone came out, he actually combined, said, three phones, or three problems it was. It was the MP3 player, there's the telephone, then internet access. He combined them all onto the iPhone, that's what he showed you the problem, he did off the solution in the iPhone, and this sales went ballistic. But that's why he provided a service, and that's you can start to spread it more. But that first of all, you have to go at personal people one-to-one. -one. When you first get this business going, it's like any business. You have to start off with the close con contacts of people, provide a good service, make sure your customers and clients are happy, and then get referrals from them. And that's the best way to grow any business, is through personal recommendation. There's nothing, there's nothing better if someone says to you, or oh, you've seen a good film, you say, oh, yeah, that film was great. You're going to go and see it. If you say, oh, no, there wasn't much cop, then you're probably not going to see it. It's just your personal recommendation, yet that's only your own personal opinion. So if you can help your clients to have a good experience with your business, your product, your service, and then you ask them for a referral, they're much more likely to say, well, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I've got a lot of benefit from what you've given me. Yeah, try this person might do it. That person might enjoy it. That person might do it. And then you've got a business growing that way. That's how you develop it. So it's just, yeah, step by step. So it's always worth getting your social media. It's like that we've got social media now, so it's, it's just common sense to use it to spread awareness of what you can actually do. But it's still down to the old core principles of one-to-one -one conversations to actually get a business growing, start it off, and to expand it and get ideas. And you still also get ideas to how actually what you want to actually develop your business. Because sometimes you've got a core idea of what you want your business to be, and it's in your mind that's what you want to do. But you've got to find clients to factor your core idea. Well, if you ask your clients what they want, and then develop something for what they want, you've got this to customer base because you're doing what they want, not what you want. And that's a different way of thinking, and that sometimes we don't think that way. So instead of actually trying to find out what the customer wants and then provide it to them, so you've got instant buyers, we're trying to do what we want and then find people who want to buy what we want, which is a bit more tricky. <laughs> but yes, we're going to talk today on Wealth Tuesday. So just, yes, the old, the old classic of referral marketing, one-to-one, -one, chatting, talking, get your, your awareness out there on social media. She's client base one to one, which makes all the difference. Have a good day today, everyone. I hope you keep dry and warm because it's a wet one here in Swansea today. Have a good one. All the best. Good morning, Richard Eckley here. Happy Wednesday morning to you on Hump Day today, halfway through another week. Just scary stuff. We're on a Wednesday, so we're on a relationship Wednesday on your four keys to a healthier, happier you. And the question I had today, a lot of questions really, was um, how do you get control when you have. Chaos going on. I mean, at the moment, as you say, we're up to Christmas now. It's getting close. 
And there was just so much stuff. It's a crazy time of the year. There's all this shopping to do. There's the wrapping to do. There's family. There's friends. There's all this extra stuff we need to do on top of all the stuff we were already doing, which we're usually busy anyway with just work and just normal commitments and everything else. So you think, how the heck do I cope with all that's going on now? And this other simple step is to just to provide yourself a little bit of me time, just you, nobody else, just you time. And the best thing is actually actually write this in the diary, get your diary out and just book out literally half an hour. That's all you're going to need is half an hour, sometime in the next sort of few days, you can book out half an hour, which is you time. Nobody else, just you. And what you do with this with this half an hour is you, you get yourself somewhere which is quiet. It could be in a, in a room somewhere or it could be in a quiet coffee shop or you could even just be sat in your car but it's just you times you turn off turn your phone off turn off your radio turn off your tv turn off whatever you're doing so it's just you have yourself like a nice hot drink or something you can just relax with it could be a hot chocolate or a coffee or whatever you fancy is having a nice drink and you've got half an hour just to sit for you you can just have a bit of peace and quiet and just think back how do you how your year's gone what th- what good things have happened this year what things and you think back and appreciate, oh, yeah, I've met this person, that was nice, I've done that, that was nice. And just think back over the whole year you've had of the good things that have happened in your life this year. Every year there's always good things. Quite often, unfortunately, the way we are, we focus on all the negative things that have happened. This has gone wrong, that's gone wrong. But just take time, that half an hour, to think of the good things that have happened, all the, all the benefits, all the happy times, good things, especially when I went out with the family, had a good day out somewhere, had a nice holiday somewhere, might have just bought something nice. Just think back over the last year. And you want to try and get at least 10 items you can think of, or 10 things, to be grateful for. To think, well, yeah, that was nice, and I enjoyed that. Well, that's good. I've got a loving partner. I've got a good family. I've got a good friend. There's, there's millions of things we can be grateful for, but quite often we don't appreciate what we've already got. We just think of what we haven't got, and the stress we're under, and the, all the rushing around of the Christmas time. So it's good to take half an hour out, sat by yourself, nice hot drink, nice coffee, or hot chocolate, as I said, whatever you fancy, and... And just feel, find that gratitude feeling of just being grateful for what we've already got. Because we do have so much in this world we live in today. We have, it says, it's an abundant society. We've got so much stuff we don't realise. We don't need a quarter of it. We've got all this stuff. We're always trying to buy more and get more and do more. Which is a good natural evolution process. But sometimes then we don't appreciate what we've already got. Just the family we've got, the friends we've got, our health we've got. We can work. We can do things. So there's all this stuff we've got to try and just take half an hour out just for ourselves to stop, reflect if you want, on the year that's gone and just how how good it's actually been. There's going to be been rubbish, there's going to be bad times, that happens all the time. But whenever there are bad times, there are always good times. Life is a balance, life is a balance, it's always good and bad. But you tend to focus on the bad, this has gone wrong, that's gone wrong. Say if you had you were ill, say you were ill for say a month. You go, oh I was ill, I've that whole month of January, I was ill, I was sick, I was bad. But you don't think about the two months before, you were feeling fine, you were great, you were feeling healthy, but that was just fine. But when you feel ill, you go, oh, it's, yeah, it's terrible. This is it's a great story. The other day, the bloke was asking, like, this one bloke, and he said, oh, how have you been? He said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And then the following week, he said, oh, you've been? Oh, I've been awful. I've had a headache. I've had my nose sore. I've had a sore throat. I'm terrible. But when he was feeling fine the week before, he just said, I'm feeling fine. He didn't say, oh, yeah, I'm feeling great. I can breathe well. I can run. I'm feeling energetic. He didn't say that. He just said, oh, I'm fine. When he's feeling bad, it's, oh, yes, this, 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 and you go down the road. And that's how we are. So it's just taking time to be grateful for our health, for starters, what health we've got, our family, our friends, and just appreciate, yeah, although things are stressful this time of year, we're trying to get so much done, 
just to think back, I think it's been a good year. In if we're still alive and kicking, it's a good year. Because once that stops, it's the end of it. So let's be honest. There are there are extremes to things, and just sometimes you think, "Hang on, yeah, I'm still here. I'm still alive, still kicking, still got family, still got friends, still working." So things can be a lot worse. So yes, yeah, nice to be grateful for what we've got. And to think back at the good times we've had this year, and just to think, yeah, there's been some good, good times, good events, good meetings, good people. And just gives you just a little bit of a grounding, and you can just sort of relax a bit. Just think that the little half hour section is all you need. A little coffee for yourself, a bit of me time. And that just does help you set your, resets your mind as well. And you think, oh, right, yeah, no. Right, let's go back to the chaos, and off you go again to your shopping, your wrapping, your family, your friends, and everything else again. Like, but that little break does you so good. Just that little bit of me time for half an hour, and just, yeah, just resets your batteries, resets your mindset. And just to think back and think, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for what I've got. I'm very lucky for what I've got. So, yes, it's nice to have that gratitude. It's a, it's a nice reset button. Every, every time you're sort of getting stressed or pressured, it's always good to take this little bit of me time, find a little gap, and just think back to the good things that have happened, what you've got, and then it does reset your, set your mindset. But I'll tell you, that's my thought today on Relationship Wednesday. Have yourself a good day today. Find a little bit of me time, enjoy it, relax, and just, yes, and just think on the good stuff. And just happy days. All the best for now. Good morning, Richard Eckley here. Happy Thursday morning to you. It's it's a bit of a horrible one here in Swansea today. The rain's coming down. It's dark. and It's a, a dark day on Thursday, but never mind, say. We're on a Thursday, so we're on a Mindset Thursday on your four keys to be healthier. And the question today was, what are we worth? What are you worth? And that's such a, a broad question. You think, what are we worth? Well, first of all, we're all priceless because we're all individuals. We're all mums, dads, sons, daughters. So we're all priceless as a person. But as they, they're broken down, they used to say with our elements, when the body is broken down to its basic elements, and sort of try to sell your body for your body parts and your elements is made of, you're worth about what was it, 100 and, 120 pounds. 120 pounds was your your body weight of your elements broken down to their basic form. is what you get for your body, 120 quid. But you think, that's not much. I'm not, not it's worth more than that. Obviously, if you sold your body parts on, you get more. But actually, when they did more research into it, and the actual... We are a battery source. We are we are just like a live battery. It's amazing just uh, what we actually produce and how we do. And they were saying that they broke down the, the atoms in our body. We've got all the atoms there. We've all got the neutrons and the protons in our body that make up who we are. And if they actually broke that down, they said they worked it out in the, the scientific community of our body parts, what we actually produce. And we actually produced, this is the, the portion of energy for our, from our atoms was 11 million kilowatt hours Per pound. It's what we actually produce through our electric, electrical circuits in our body and our brain and our whole body. It's what we actually produce in power as you're going through it. And that equates to about worth about 65 billion pounds. We're worth a lot more than we thought. But I said, and things are, because we are a natural power, we are we are a source. We get our power from the sun as well. We are sort of like a, a battery source. It's what we eat and what we actually get into our bodies it helps us to produce the power which gives us the energy that's why the food we have in our bodies is so important because that's what produces the energy for the whole body and gets us going and they were saying before that they've actually done research now into because we are a we are a battery source we are we are around around power supply if you like they've got all these like um like your fitbits and your um watches you wear that our body can actually supply power and they're actually developing different things as well shoes that we walk clothes that we wear Things can actually harness the, the excess power we're producing. So in the future, you can actually have things 
You're going to be charging your own stuff just from the clothes you wear, which is an amazing thing to think, because we are evolving. We're learning new systems, new techniques, new things we can do. So they are actually developing wear clothable that you can actually harness the power we're producing, the excess power we're producing, and harness that. You're not going to power your house from it, but you can power your, your smartphone, say your phone. The phone's going on your watch now, so that will be powered by you. It's just going to be amazing. It's just the, what we're producing is that we are worth so much money as just who we are, but we often don't realise that, we don't think about the, what we're actually worth, what we are in ourselves, we're worth billions of pounds just of what we've got, the, the tech in our brain is just unbelievable, the computer system we've got as a, as a brain power, as our mind, it would cost billions and billions of pounds to reproduce it, and we're often not using that for a tenth of its potential, we're just doing the daily daily grind and responding to situations, not thinking about what we could do, what we plan to do with our future, and how we can harness that, and Make our future what we want. So just, yes, my little thought today is what are you worth as a person? Your, your elements, you're worth about 120 quid. Is your power supply, you're worth about, what did I say, 60, 65 billion pounds. <laughs> so we're worth a hell of a lot of money. So it's, it's good to know, yeah, you're worth a lot. And you're priceless as a person, to said, to your, your mum, to your dad, to your sons, to your daughters. So you're priceless as a person individually. But just to who we are, it's just thinking, well, yes, and that we can use that, our brain power to harness whatever we want in the future. And to realize I said before, so many times, we are a mind with a body, not a body with a mind. So we can then harness that, and we can create any future we want, but it's just realizing the value we have. Each one of us is, is, is so valuable, and we just we just take ourselves for granted a lot, and don't think about what we, we're actually worth as a person, in more as, more aspects than money, because money is just one thing, it doesn't mean anything. Relationships, I said, hard, you know, health, everything's more important. But it just made me think that quite yeah, that just shows just shows what we are worth. Just a you haven't thought today on just what are you worth as a person? You're worth a hell of a lot more than you realise. And you can do a hell of a lot more than you actually think as well. So that's just my little thought today on Mindset Thursday. Have yourself a good day today. Enjoy whatever you're doing and keep trying more. All the best for now. Good morning, Richard Eckley here. Happy Monday morning to you. I think it's the last full week before Christmas. Again, time's going by. Hopefully you're getting all your Christmas shopping done, everything sorted out, so all good, all taking shape. We're on a Monday, so on a health Monday, on Your Four Keys to a Healthier, Happier You. And today I'm just going to read a little bit from uh, the first book, Your Four Keys to a Healthier, Happier You. Going through the health, uh, part of the health chapter, and just to see where you are with your... Your health regime and your, your sort of like exercise routine is this, is this little part I'm going through now. Um, there you go. Yeah, so there are two areas to a healthier you, your exercise program and your dietary habits. A combination of both is required for long-term health. Many studies have been carried out over the years, and the results have shown that just 30 minutes of exercise per day can help reduce certain types of cancers, heart disease, and Alzheimer's, along with better mental health capacity and improved self-confidence. The food we eat also has a huge effect on our health, but unfortunately, the British average diet, or bad diet, yet developed over the past 50 years has led us to many health problems, including obesity, which is the number one cause of preventable cancer. We could avoid this if we just got back to regular exercise with the old basics of eating more fruit and veg instead of all the processed foods. Now, we've all seen the fatty diets, eat cabbage soup for two weeks and lose three stone in weight instantly. Or the delusional boot camp hit the gym for 10 hours a day to look great and look like Mr. Universe in two weeks. While all these systems, techniques and schemes do work in the short term, such as for a hot date, wedding or other special occasion we need to get fit for quickly, we can certainly go for it. But the sad part is, usually within two or three months of the event, we'll be back to where we were starting off, as these methods aren't sustainable in the long term. 
What we're after is a lifestyle change, meaning we should be able to maintain the weight we lose and the fitness we get. Unfortunately, doing a crash course in anything will usually end, just like it says, in one big crash. Back to where we started. To start with, our biggest challenge is going to be you, because as soon as we start anything new, that little voice inside our head pops up and says, you can't do that. It's a natural thing in all of us, that bit of self-doubt. Best way to get it on our side is to create some little wins from the very start to help us generate a bit of self-belief. Only you know where you're starting from, so be honest in all the categories on the progress tracker. First, see which one is closest to you, your current weight and dietary habits, all the areas we are going to be working on in the next 30 days. We want to move you up at least one category. Unless you're already in level one, in that case, keep up the good work. Not that concerned about your weight, as that will naturally change as you slowly increase your exercise activity and reduce your calorie intake by moving up the, pro the categories. So the first step will be your daily exercise routine. We're going to create a new habit and keep it simple and achievable to create that first win. So then we're going to the, the five levels of the progress tracker. Level five, we have no exercise routine at all. We sit down at work as much as possible. Our evenings are spent in front of the TV eating crisps, chocolate and biscuits. The only time we get up is to use the loo, and when we go to bed, we have to stop halfway up the stairs for a break. Level 4. We have no exercise routine to speak of, but we walk a bit at work, because we have to. Occasionally we walk to the shops, on the odd walk now and again, if the weather is nice. No exercise activities in the evenings or weekends. We can get up the stairs in one go, but then need to sit down. Level 3. We walk at work and sometimes to work. We go for walks once a week, and the occasional cycle, jog or swim, no regular planned exercise. The stairs aren't a problem, but we'd rather take the lift if we could. Level 2. We have an active work day followed by regular exercise activities during the week. We swim or cycle or jog on weekends and are part of an exercise club. Don't always go, but we can run up the stairs and strike a rocky pose. And level 1. We have a very active job. We go for cycle, jogs or swims at least three times a week and on weekends. We do longer exercise activities, but usually first any club meetings raring to go. We laugh at stairs, take it two at a time. So that shows the different levels there you can talk, move through to, to generate your exercise activities, find out where you're sort of starting from, and just try to increase it a little bit. That's how you sort of develop any area of your life. Is wherever you are, we've all got a starting point, so we've all got to start from somewhere. And that's when you just start to move it and increase it slowly to improve it. And that's how you improve your health. So you increase anything from said better sleep patterns to better eating habits to better exercise routines. Reducing stress, we all do it one step at a time, and we're all starting at different places. So we need to find where we are, and then we can slowly improve what we're doing to make ourselves fitter, healthier, and happier. That's how you do anything in your life. So it's all, as I said before, so many times, it's down to self-discipline. We need to discipline ourselves to think, right, if I want to get healthier, I want to live longer, I want to be happier, happier, it's down to me to do it. It's no good looking for outside circumstances to try and change who we are at our core. We are who we are. It's us that makes us better or worse by our habits we have. Once we start to create the better habits for ourselves, for better health, better sleep, better nutrition, better exercise, it's happy days. We're feeling better, living longer, we're living healthier and happier. Go the other way and not doing so well. That's <laughs> it is down to us now. So yes, as I said before, outside circumstances can affect us in so different ways. It could be an accident, could have an injury. So the things you can't control, outside circumstances will always affect us. But it's when we realise that we are in control of our lives, we actually make our own lives, and we control how we react to circumstances, and our own habits and beliefs is what actually makes us who we are. That's my little thought today on Health Monday. Have yourself a good week this weekend. Warm and dry and enjoy yourselves, and take it steady. All the best for now. 
Good morning, Richard Eckley here. Happy Tuesday morning to you. It's not a bad day here in Swansea, quite clear. A bit dark, but all good. So we're on a Tuesday, we're on a Wealth Tuesday on your four keys to a healthier, happier you. Um, you know Christmas is here, which is a very expensive time of the year. So our Wealth Thoughts today is on how we can be sort of like keep the old budget under control a bit this Christmas time and try and sort of make money go a little bit further. Well, obviously the first step is just to actually set yourself a Christmas budget. Just think, right. Look at your bank account, see what money you got in there, and decide how much you're going to spend this year on Christmas. Actually set yourself an overall budget. And then it's actually just taking the time to do this out and work it out. Write the figure down, and then work out how many presents you've got to buy. Divide that figure by the presents you've got to buy, and that's the amount you've got to spend per person. So you can actually work out what your sort of finances will allow you to do this year without you going majorly overdrawn and using all the credit cards big time. Or another way is just to actually decide, right, Per person, I'm going to spend this much per person and stick to that budget. So it's, it's down to self-discipline. It's actually putting a budget for yourself that you're going to spend. Otherwise, come the new year, we're going to have these credit card bills coming in, which can be a really nasty surprise and not a nice way to start off your new year with all the credit cards coming in. So if we can work out what we've actually got we can use, keep the, the expense down. As I said, there's only two ways of, of actually creating wealth. You've got creating wealth or you're managing debt. Well, Christmas time, you're mainly trying to manage your debt because it's, it's always getting more and more at Christmas time. We always spend more, we get more, we try and do more. But sometimes the finances haven't, haven't improved as much as we'd like them to improve, so we haven't got that extra money to spend. So it's just, yes, setting ourselves a budget, keeping within that budget. That's the most, that's the most important thing we can do is keep our budget levels fixed and work within that budget. As I was reading through the thing of the day, some, some Christmas tips. I was saying a good idea as well is sometimes if there's some, like someone's store, they really want this, really want that particular gift. And at the moment, it's just too expensive. You actually just write someone an IOU Christmas card saying IOU, and then you can buy them that gift, possibly in the January sales, but all the prices are dropped down. As soon as they're half price, that particular gift could be half price in January. So you could give them a Christmas card with an IOU in, in it, but saying IOU this present, redeemable in January, and then you can get it in January. It's half the price of Christmas prices. So that just saves you some money that way as well. There's all these little steps we can do, as you said before, like eBay's a great way. They said they can buy, actually buy gift cards on eBay for, and almost say like, I don't know, Topshop or whatever, whatever clothing shop next like, the gift cards, but they're often actually people selling off their gift cards, so they're less value than what your gift card is. You actually buy a gift card on there, but less than the value of the card, so you can save yourself money that way and still give the card the same value on the redeemable on the voucher. So there's all these different sort of steps we can do, so it's just being a bit savvy at Christmas time, and not being drawn into the, the whole Christmas, quite often they have Christmas deal for this, Christmas deal for that. If you actually look at the prices, they're not actually that much better than normal. They just want you to spend their money now in their shops, which is just a Christmas deal to try and do it. So it's just been a bit savvy with your money, a bit right, giving yourself a bit of a budget, a bit of self-discipline, deciding how much you're going to spend. So you either do the kitty one, which this is your kitty, this is your overall Christmas expense, and you break it down by how many people you've got to buy for, or you just set a budget for each person and then you try and stick to that as well. And that's your step you can do that way. So there are these different things we can do to actually help ourselves to keep the old Christmas budget under control, the fence under control. Then come the new year, we're having a better new year. Start off to the year is going to be better than having all the credit card bills coming in. And then we oh dear. <laughs> we spent a bit too much and we've got all these bills to try and pay for now. So that's a struggle for the new year. That's my little thought today on Tuesday, on Wealth Tuesday. 
and the Christmas run up now is sort of like, yes, enjoy Christmas, so enjoy it, family, friends, enjoy it, try and get the old budget under control a bit, so it's all just, yes, more of a, more of a better new year then as we go through, and you can always, yes, you can always find deals and savings, and we always spend too much on different things, different people, we always feel like, oh, that one more gift, that one more present, and just mounts up, so if we just set ourselves as a budget, give ourselves a bit of the old self-discipline in there, so we know what we're doing, and it's happy Christmas all around. Have yourself a good day today, all the best for now. Good morning, Richard Eckley here. Happy Wednesday morning to you. Here we are, hump day again, halfway through the week. Bit of a dark one here this morning, but it's, yes, it's it is winter time, so darkness comes in the morning. We're on a Wednesday, so we're on a relationship Wednesday on your four keys to a healthier, happier you. And the quite not question today is, um, can you sort of revisit old hobbies and, and get things going again? When you when life life throws you challenges and you change things and can you, is it worth revisiting? Well, I yeah I have something last night was my back to kung fu again. I'm I did my black belt grading in October and actually broke my hand, my right hand when I was doing the grading, uh, punching through some wood. Um, but it's all fine now. It's all hundred percent. All all good again. Which is good news. Um, but yes, but I said when I first started, I actually first started doing kung fu, lago kung fu. When I was seventeen, me and my mate Mike Panter went along to a club in Hereford. And we started doing some kung fu training, so we loved it, Lao Gao Kung Fu. And we loved it, and did it for, a couple, I did it for about two years, and so when I was 17, but my goal then, when I was 17, was I was going to be one of the youngest black belts. That was my, I was going to, was my aim, an adult black belt, and to, by the time I was sort of 20, maximum 21, I wanted to have my black belt and be qualified then as a black belt in Lao Gao Kung Fu. But unfortunately, when I was sort of like 17, 18, after it's been a couple of years, um, I had stomach problems, um, ulcerative colitis developed, and then I had to sort of spend some time in hospital, so I never got a chance. I had to then uh, cancel my kung fu training I was doing. So, yes, I got through a few belts, nearly went purple, I think, and then I had to stop doing the training. And so that put that on hold for a while, but then then just life carried on so from 18 on till then I sort of settled down, lived my life, started the family, and so everything changed. And I didn't do any kung fu or anything, even think about it really for about 25 years. I just like, just put on the back, back burner, if you like, and didn't think about it. And then in my sort of like mid, mid, mid 40s, I think it was, I started to want to get training again. So I started back and I found a, a local club, Logo, Logo Kung Fu Club in Swansea. So if you start me training again. But obviously I had to start from scratch again because I'd forgotten everything I'd learned when I was 17, 18. So I had to restart from scratch again. And I said some great coaches, uh, Lee Collins and uh, Carl Jones will both train me up and get me training again. So I finally did my uh, black belt in October and finally got my certificate uh, last night for it, which was probably about, was that, about 33 years after I started doing Kung Fu. So it, it did take a bit longer. But I said that Kung Fu did help me, help me through a lot of transition times as well. Because, of course, a few years back I went through a divorce, which is quite, it's a hard thing to go through when you've got a sort of young family and that sort of thing. But I said the Kung Fu did help my mindset, help me sort of get me training back and it kept me going through some rough periods of my life when I've had other problems like it just kept me, kept me training. So it's, it's good sometimes to actually go back to something you've done when you were younger, something you enjoyed doing. You may have just forgotten about it or just, yes, just didn't get time to do it anymore. But then when you get a bit older, you, you have got a bit more freedom. Your kids have grown up a little bit. And you've got more time to do things you want to do for yourself. And sometimes it could be good to reconnect it. So you may have to be retrained or relearn because sometimes you've totally forgotten what you did originally. You used to enjoy it, but you've just stopped doing it. So sometimes it's good to sort of revisit a past hobby or a past a thing you used to do, you used to enjoy doing, but you just, just haven't had a chance to do it. You said you've had family commitments and work's got in the way and other things. And then sometimes we sort of lose a little bit of ourselves when we started off, there were things we wanted to do, and quite often life comes along, and we sort of then try and do family things and work things, job, and just we sort of lose a little bit of what we wanted to do. But then, as we get older again, we can sometimes get the time back. 
to reconnect to something we used to do, and that does help help your mindset, it helps you help you feeling good. So just doing something again for yourself or for some other people as well, maybe like sort of a volunteer group or helping in charity. So it's whatever you feel like doing, but it's something that helps it helps you as well because when you when you help yourself, you do feel so much better in yourself, and it does help you cope cope with things, especially if you've got like an outside um, hobby or activity. It changes your mindset. So if you're trying to deal with sort of like family issues or you're trying to deal with work issues, sometimes you get a bit stressed with it all. And you sometimes you need something just totally separate just to totally alleviate that stress and do it your mind on something totally different. And it actually helps your mind to cope with the stress of the other things because it gives your mind a break. Otherwise, if you're permanently thinking about the stress of family or the stress of finances or the stress of work, you're in that bubble and you can't sort of get out of it. Or sometimes if you do something totally different, something separate, gives you a chance of brain to switch off from those problems to focus on something else and it gives you a chance to actually solve the problems you may be having so it's a good thing to do to to revisit a past sort of hobby or a past thing you enjoy doing and that just does help you through things so yeah so it was quite quite tough last night so i received me black belt which was a, a nice feeling even you did a little woohoo little victory dance and then yes after all these years i finally got it which is a which is a nice feeling so yeah, so just enjoy, enjoy, just think, have a think about what you used to do when you were younger, perhaps in your early teens or late teens, something you, you enjoyed doing, as long as it's legal, <laughs> and something you enjoy doing, like a hobby or something like that, and perhaps you can revisit it, and it's just nice to go back to reconnect and, and just to retrain yourself again and get things going again. So keeping our brains fresh with retraining and new learnings is so important, it helps so many areas of, areas of our life, and it's just good to, to reconnect it and just uh, to retrain and just, yeah, it's good. So yes, that's my little thought today on Relationship Wednesday. Have yourself a good day today. Have a think about, yes, yeah, something you'd like to do and just, yes, and just, just look into it, research it and see if there is something you can reconnect to what you used to do years ago and you might, might enjoy it and just, yeah, open a whole new area of your life. You never know. Have a good one today. All the best. Good morning, Richard Eckley here. Happy Thursday morning to you. It's not a bad day here in Swansea so far. I had a wet and windy one last night and there's more today, but... We're all good. We're on a Thursday, so we're on a Mindset Thursday on your four keys to a healthier, happier you. Um, my question today is, how has your year gone? We're now the end of 2019, December, coming towards the end now. This whole year has just absolutely flown by. And how's your year gone? If you think back to how the year, have you, has it gone the way you sort of planned it? I mean, a good way to start any year is in, in January, we know you're supposed to set the old um, New Year's resolutions, which they often pan out very well. But just actually setting yourself goals you'd like to achieve in that year, if you actually set yourself, you actually got a piece of paper and wrote down the goals you wanted to achieve for this year, you'd put yourself in a rare group. So many people don't even set themselves goals. They just react to circumstances as they happen to them. And that's how they live their lives for years and years and years. Instead of actually setting themselves goals, they're thinking, right, this year, I'd like to achieve certain things. I mean, things come along and sort of affect our circumstances, which are beyond our control. So we can only do so much. But if we've actually planned in what we want to do with our lives, we can move towards getting these things for ourselves. But if you haven't even set a plan, you can't hit anything. You can't, you can't get anything. You haven't set a plan to it. So setting our goals for each year is a great way to start the year off and just set, set new goals, decide what you want to achieve. That year. So now it's 2020, as I said before. 2019 is gone. Hopefully it's been a good year for you. There may have been ups and downs. There's always ups and downs in every single year you have. Hopefully it's been more ups and downs in the past 2019. You can't change that. That's done and dusted. It's finished. Yes, we've got a couple more weeks to go now. Christmas and everything else to enjoy and relax. But 2019 itself, you can't change that now. So 2020, moving forward, that is the next year. That is your year waiting for you to do with it what you want to do with it. And the best thing, unless you want to just repeat of 2019 and just 
react to what's going to happen to circumstances that are happening to you and not planning it, unless you actually do something yourself to change it, you're going to have a repeat of this year. So the way to actually do that is set yourself goals of, right, what do I want to achieve next year? What do I want to move forward? Do I want to do something for me health? Do I want to start to exercise more? Do I want to eat more healthy? Do I want to start a new habit? Do I want to do something for my wealth? Do I want to develop a business? Do I want to start a savings plan? Do I want to cut back on some of my expenses? Do I want to look at ways to make more money? Relationships? Do I want to sort of get into a relationship? Do I want to improve my relationship? Do more for me partner? Connect to my family members that I've lost contact with? Make new family friends? Develop new social circles? And mindset, I'm going to start to read some more books, educate myself, get some self-education, do some courses, find some information that I need for myself, or to develop my business, or help my relationships, or help different areas. So these are things we can all do, we can all set ourselves goals. So at the start of this year, my goal is first of all, is going to book my wedding, which I've done, that's all booked now for next year, next um, August, so that's a major thing to get booked up, and that's done. I wanted to run a marathon, so I trained for that, and I ran the marathon. Uh, I wanted to actually drive a tank, for my, it was one of my things I wanted to actually do as a... One of the experiences, so I did that and both driven the tank and actually drove around the field and enjoyed that a good time with that. And I did my black belt in, in Lao Gua Kung Fu, which I wanted to get done, so I trained for that and I passed that and got that. So th those are four key areas. I mean, also wrote my second book, Mastering Your Mindset. So that's my second book. I wrote that and got that published and launched. I mean, the one goal I was going for is to actually make my first book, Your Four Keys to Be Healthy, Happy You, a bestseller. But I didn't get that far. I didn't get that as a bestseller. But I know that was down to me because I didn't promote it enough, I didn't push it enough. To actually get it up into that sort of area and it's down to our actions that actually decides how we how we do things so next year i said i'm going to start some goals again i'm going to write a couple more books next year on health and wealth to keep those going and they've got them a lot more courses coming on i'm going to develop then the i said the equity global community school is actual uh, a global training program actually putting together it's a massive thing i'm actually putting together and so sort of working out and i'm just sort of getting all the basics of it set together now and that's going to be on next year obviously we're getting married next year so there's lots to organize that way as well and there's lots of other things I'm sort of setting goals for myself for next year, things I want to move towards. And some of the goals I will hit, some of the goals I won't hit. But I'll move myself forward, so I'm always moving forward on every area of my life. I've got to do some more training, do some more innings. So there's always something to look forward to and always something to move you forward. Because sometimes we can just literally, we can come home, we sit ourselves down, watch TV, that evening's gone. We've done nothing really with that time, we've just sort of... Yes, sometimes it's good to relax, to enjoy, and just be able to calm down. If you've had a busy day at work, it's nice to relax for a bit. You can probably relax for about an hour, and then you've got another three or four hours in the evening to do something productive with, which quite often we don't. We just sort of sit there and just watch, let the whole evening go by, and we just think, oh, I'm feeling tired, and I'll go to bed. And yet we haven't done much with it. We've all got to live our own lives and decide what we want to do, which is fine. But it's just sometimes, if you think back to 2019, the things we could have done, as I said before, it's too late, 2009 is done and dusted, we can't change that. But 2020 can be a whole different ball game for our entire life. We can start ourselves on new paths, just by setting ourselves goals, getting our mindset in the right place, and then moving forward to whatever we want to achieve. So that's my little thought today on mastering, well it's not mastering mindset, it's mindset Thursday, but just, just starting the old thought process, getting your mind working for you. So I hope you all have a good Christmas, uh, this will probably be my last one now this year, I may do a couple of lives here and there, but I'm finishing off now for my lives during the weeks. And yes, yeah, so just have a good Christmas. Just come contact with your family and friends if it's nice and healthy and happy, and just everyone has a good time. Just yeah. and it's also good to have the old gratitude as well. Just to be thankful, no matter what we have in life, there's always someone a lot worse off for us. And there's always someone a lot better off for us. So it's just being happy and grateful for what we've actually got ourselves, our family, our friends, and just to have a good Christmas. And just to say, just be, just be great. Have gratitude for what we've already got, because we do have so much in this life nowadays, and we just. Sometimes you just think of what we don't have. The grass is always greener, as they say, but if you actually stop to think back, someone's thinking our grass is very green from where they are. So, I mean, 
appreciating what you got is, is a good step. I hope you have a good Christmas, and I shall check back in next year. All the best.